2: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked
0: on. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm Certainly my thoughts and my uh, my prayers are out with uh, everyone in the Dallas, North Texas, er, er, all over Texas mm-hmm. that are suffering from this incredible uh, cold weather disaster that's going on. I know a lot of people without power, without water. Uh, hopefully they've got enough power that they can uh, uh, huddle in a blanket and, and listen to us and we can provide some mm-hmm. kind of distraction. But uh, I'm definitely with my families out there and, and a lot of my friends. So thoughts with everybody back at home in Texas. Absolutely.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well said. And again, we're going to use the next 25, 30 minutes uh, to help maybe distract you for a little bit. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the best linebacker prospects in this year's draft lane. And uh, linebacker is a sneaky need for the Dallas Cowboys this year as... (laughs) They could potentially be cutting Jalen Smith. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, the team has to decide whether they want to pick up his fifth-year option. Uh, Maybe we'll see the Cowboys surprise us and draft one of these linebackers early. Uh, And let's get into the names, and let's start with Micah Parsons, uh, the opt-out linebacker from Penn State, the number one linebacker recruit in his class, Uh, most people's number one linebacker in this class. What did you see from Parsons when you watched him on film?
0: I saw an incredible athlete. That's that's for sure. I saw a guy who, uh, you know, looks like a, a superstar just, you know, coming off the bus, as they say. <laughs> um, you know, yes. Very solid 245 pounds. About you know, they, they list him at six 245 is what I saw. Uh, and he looks every bit of that has the classic kind of V cut. Um, he looks like an NFL linebacker right now and, and by right now i meant a year ago from when his tape was yeah um yeah. so i mean he, he I, i'm imagining that if he uh continued working out in the offseason he's probably only gotten uh even more explosive more uh, uh powerful um he's bigger
1: yeah I, I know for a fact he's bigger I, he's I like in no the doubts. 240 245 range Yeah. That's,
0: that's great yeah that's i mean that's that's kind of what it looks like you know he's going to be comfortable playing at uh, he's clearly a versatile athlete uh can do several things for a defense outside Side of you know just traditional run and chase linebacker um, play. He's he's uh, one of those guys who is on a on a team filled with incredible athletes penn state known for having one of the best uh, mm-hmm. team of athletes in in, in the country uh, and he stands out you know he's that much he's that much of a freak kind of athletically that he's uh he's able to really stand out in the way he moves and you know and i think that's really where this a lot of his strengths are for me is when he sees it or when he's on assignment uh, and he's coming downhill um he's like a bullet he's he's very hard to he's very hard to stop uh and he's got you know like he said he's 240 pounds he's a big guy uh for a guy that has that kind of sustained explosion explosion um it's a lot it's a heavy it's a heavy weight coming down hard on you um powerfully built he's able to uh you know and, and he has a really good core which he's able to kind of sustain blows and, and maintain mm-hmm. leverage um like I said very very difficult to stop when he gets, fouring, so that gets going forward so he's very good um when he's on blitzes he's a force when he's coming de- uh, as a pass rusher um you know some of the negative things I I, I saw outside of you know And we can discuss, you know, what, how you kind of dock a player for missing a season and, 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 and exactly what that means for your evaluation. But uh, as far as what's on the tape, I, I just can't get past how I feel like his motor kind of runs a little bit hot and cold. You know, he's, he's making incredible plays one second and, uh, and then it feels like he's jogging and he's not chasing with full effort at times. Sure, uh, sure. And, and I think that that can be, you know, problematic. And he, he clearly, you know, for a guy that's going to be uh, top half of the first round pick, you know, he – he clearly isn't the guy running the defense. He isn't like a field general type, you know, and 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 I and not If some people may dock him for that, some people may not. Uh, I think that it it's it's not even just that he doesn't um, make the calls or, or you know call the defense all the time. It feels like there are one of the one of the issues that I have I've seen with him on tape is. Uh, instinct problems, instinct issues that, that, that um, you know, mm. honestly uh, is probably about needing just to play more football, which, you know, obviously he'll get to do in the NFL, but he didn't get to do that last year at Penn State. So um, I, I think that this last season, I mean, I, I think that, yeah. you know, yep. I, I yep. think that with without that extra year of seasoning, um, it feels like his draft stock is based, you know, is based on his 2019 tape a lot. Uh, And I think that I have concerns that without that extra year this last year, uh, he may not, you know, hit the ground running uh, uh, in his rookie year. It may take him a little bit more of a learning curve for him to kind of get all the way up to speed uh, as an NFL linebacker.
1: Yeah. So coming out of high school, this is somebody who played defensive end, you know, all the way up from grade school uh, to senior year at high school. Only two years of linebacker experience as a freshman and then as a sophomore and then obviously opted out. So it's not that surprising that the instincts aren't there yet. Again, he just hasn't played a lot, but... It's one of those things you either have it or you don't. I don't know if it's necessarily something that improves dramatically the more you play. I mean, obviously, you're going to get a little bit
0: better at the field and stuff. Pattern recognition, some of it, but you're right. I think as far as instincts, I think that that's something that's probably you're born with or you're not. And
1: here's the thing that I keep coming back to, Landon. He remind this is some people are gonna take this the wrong way, but don't. He reminds <laughs> me of what we saw from Jalen Smith when he was at Notre Dame,
0: mm.
1: right? That six foot three 240-pound freak with just insane closing speed, long arms that when he gets to the ball carrier, he's going to bring you down, and he's going to bring you down hard, right? And I think that has a lot of value. Obviously, Jalen's career in the NFL has been a little bit up and down, uh, but I think you know that's the type of player he is. Yeah. However, when we're talking about drafting a linebacker in the top half of the draft and maybe at number 10 for the Cowboys – you better be pretty close to the complete package and I think Parsons has enough holes in his game that I get a little bit concerned and think that's just a little bit too rich uh, at that point in the draft despite just insane athletic tools
0: yeah and on top of that you know I mean I think a lot of what he's missing uh is uh is gonna take a lot of studious you know kind of hard work and I Mm -hmm it's hard to ignore what you hear coming about out of Penn state about him is that maybe he isn't the, the hardest worker and you worry about his maturity. I mean, not not, maybe not hard worker is the word, but mature enough to kind of, you know, deal with what he has to do to take the next few steps because, you know, look, he was he was born on third base as far as athletically to get to get in the nfl sure. you know i mean i sure. think he clearly has the kind of nfl body in the and the, the the genes to do what it what it takes to survive in the nfl as a linebacker the, the, everything from here on out is about uh, focusing focusing and, and and you know crafting your game and it takes a special kind of player to a special kind of person to kind of take that next step. Once you've already been given, you know, all, all this already to start out with. So uh, I, I have my concerns about, you know, him. not that, not that he sat out last year. I, under, I totally mm-hmm. understand the COVID concerns, but him sitting out, it just raised a lot more question marks for, for the evaluation of this player. And uh, yeah, I think, you know the hype on him is is obviously like you mentioned, first round, top of the first round. I I I would be very nervous taking him up there just be simply because there's so many unknowns in his game.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. There are a lot of unknowns, and I it would not surprise me, Landon, if he figures them out and improves on them quite a yeah. bit early on in his career. The off the field stuff. Uh, Again, this is so tricky, and I I hate to be so vague when it comes to some of this stuff, but I think NFL teams have questions. Obviously, I mean, we've talked about it before on this podcast. I mean, I happen to have a couple of connections to to Penn State and to Micah Parsons, and it's just – it's something that NFL teams are going to have to dig through. It's nothing overly concerning, but it's it's just enough to make you wonder if there's not better options available to the Cowboys in the top half of the draft. Uh, last question on Parsons before we move on. What's his best spot in the NFL? Because this one I, I really struggled with because I think you would say weak side linebacker but he kind of has the size of a middle linebacker, and he kind of has that power. I, I, where would you play him at?
0: You know, it's tough because I would say normally weak side linebacker too, but, I mean, if you don't want a will linebacker who has instinct problems, you
1: know? That's not super, you know, experienced in coverage either, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that for me... Uh, I probably play him at Mike simply because he has really good contact balance. He does have good core strength. Those are things Mm -hmm. that are hard to teach um, or hard to, you know, kind of gain once you've reached the NFL. Um, And I think that, you know, he is a physical force. And and the more you can try to get him uh, attacking the line of scrimmage on blitzes or, uh, you know, just sifting through things as opposing to, making the correct read and, and not having you know I think I think there's a less of a learning curve and and, and, and more room for error at Mike than there can be at will if, if you read it wrong you take a couple of missteps you're not going to be able to get all the way across the field to to make the tackle uh you know the way you, you need to at times uh, when facing offenses that have complicated run games and, and misdirection in there so uh, I, I probably would feel more comfortable playing him at Mike and, and really I mean I would agree. Sam may be his best position because I, I think just attacking attacking the line of scrimmage would be uh, really utilizing him to his best abilities. Yes. But, I yes. mean, do you want to draft the same linebacker, 12 no, overall, no. 13 overall? We- I don't.
1: No, you want him on a team that's an attacking defense, yeah. right? Where he's coming downhill. I mean, it, it seems like a little bit of a cop out, but like a Pittsburgh or Baltimore say, defense, yeah. where yeah, where your your linebackers are coming downhill and they're taking on you know running backs one on one in the passing game, you know, in pass rushing situations. That's where I think he's going to thrive as an off the ball weak side linebacker, where he's forced to play in space a lot, despite being a great athlete. Where you're forcing him to cover and use instincts and dropping into zones that's where i have my questions
2: is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Lena, let's go ahead and transition over to uh, another linebacker. Well, I shouldn't say linebacker. Another defensive player that I'm really excited about. That's Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora from Notre Dame. Uh, I've been really anxious to talk to you about him for a couple weeks now uh, as we planned out this show because I really don't know your thoughts on him. And I'm really fascinated. So what did you think about JOK when you put on the film?
0: So he's he's built like a defensive back. You know, Uh, he's... Got a slight waist, skinny calves, uh, but v- very long arms. Um, he has rare explosiveness, even for rare even best. for that size. I mean, I think even if you were to compare him to a DB that size, he has very rare explos short area explosiveness and I think sustained explosiveness as well. Um, it, he and, and really that kind of is f- from which all his other uh, versatility is born. That, that kind of explosiveness mm-hmm. uh, really allows him to do a lot of different things. His closing speed is absolutely unreal. I mean, he basically teleports pain to the ball carrier. Uh, he uh, often is found covering uh, – found in the slot covering bunches, slot wide receivers – absolutely comfortable covering in space operating in space uh he opens his hips up in coverage easily and is a very fluid mover when mirroring his assignments uh his role seems very often assignment based to me um Uh he definitely is very versatile but it also feels like he plays each position with a very specific assignment um Mm -hmm. he could struggle to maintain the edge and run responsibility at times often due to lack of awareness of blocker ball carrier angles I saw him at times when he got to the edge just kind of take some bad angles on when they're short, and, and it wasn't because of his speed. It was because he cal- he just calculated it wrong, it felt like. Um, he is, and this is I put in bold in my notes, he is the solution to any wide receiver screen that the other team wants to play. <laughs> I mean, the guy basically is a screen eliminator. Um, and, yes. and, and, and maybe that's where we should start the conversation uh, for me about his – his negatives. Uh, I, I put down real quick to finish up. I put down where does he win? Explosive, versatile back seven defender. I mean, I basically I think he could play kind of wherever, almost not not cornerback probably, but uh, I mean, nickel back he could play. Yeah, I think sure, and, and sure. safety of both, maybe not maybe not topper free safety, but I, I mean, almost a, a good portion of the other uh, safety spots. Uh, and then unanswered questions. You know, I know he has great read-react skills, but I don't know how instinctual he is as a linebacker. And Because and everything's
1: just in front of him. Yeah. yeah and, right? and, He's just flying to the
0: football. Exactly. And, and and I don't, you know, honestly, after I was done with my whole thing, and I feel like I saw Bob Sturm tweet this out today, and he kind of stole my thunder or my thoughts on this. I, and I, I think I've mentioned to you this, I don't know why we're calling this guy a linebacker. You know, <laughs> because... He doesn't really play linebacker, he, and he didn't really play linebacker on tape when we watched him. Uh, I think we're all labeling him linebacker because that's sh- what Notre to, Dame s- called him. Yeah, I guess, but but I mean, you know, I I can't even tell you. I mean, I think I remember the one thing that we did exchange uh, kind of conversationally about watching the tape with him is I don't know that I've ever seen another linebacker that made you know when I, especially when I'm watching coaches tape. That that made most of his plays on the all twenty-two, which includes the defensive backs, instead of the the end zone tape. <laughs> you know, it, it felt like the most most of the big plays he was making were, uh, you know, triggering on 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 screens and forcing a fumble. Uh, you know, getting in passing lanes. Uh, I, I feel like I really like Je- Je- Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I like him a lot i i just don't think he's a linebacker like i just and, and i and i have concerns that if somebody's going to draft him uh and and s- stick him in at will linebacker and he's not i mean i think he can do it because i think he's a good defensive player and i think he understands you know how to play defensive football and he's an incredible athlete And because of that he, he is a mm-hmm. value to your team and he's a playmaker. Um, and that's another thing I'll add is, is that he he does make plays on the football. He clearly yes, he is does. good at Absolutely. stripping the football. He's good at getting his hands. Plays with a lot of power. He, yeah. yeah. I mean, there there's reasons you want him on the football field for your defense. I just don't know that you're I, – I think you still need linebackers on the field if you need this guy on the field as well.
1: Yeah, so there's a million different things to sort out. But yeah. first and foremost – The NFL has been trending in this direction for a while, right? These really, really small linebackers, sub 220 pound linebackers. Uh, This would probably be the smallest in the NFL. He's listed at 215. I've got someone pretty close that told me it was closer to about 210. 208.
0: He's Derwin James. Like I don't know why. Like I mean, uh,
1: well, that's that's the good. That's okay. So that's I'm glad that you brought this up. We're gonna go ahead and skip it right to this. A lot of people have been using the Derwin James comp, and I think that's at the very tippy top, right? And I oh, think yeah, yeah. If, if he becomes if he becomes the the fullest to his potential, that's what he is. I even saw like a Troy Polamalu comp, and that's probably a little bit too high, yeah, but I can see it right yeah. now. Somebody with the Cowboys texted me and said their comp currently is Jabril Peppers, who I could see that a lot. Okay. Because yeah, when I, Pe- yeah, when I get Peppers that was at Michigan, mm-hmm. right, he was the linebacker, moved to strong safety in the NFL, and has had a pretty decent career. But you're just never going to be able to play a six foot one, 217 pound linebacker inside the box all the time. Now, I think he's an even better athlete uh, than, than what Peppers is, which is saying something, but. Yeah. Can you live with this guy playing between the tackles, down in and down out? I'm not sure. And then when it comes to the, the Cowboys, Landon, I, I think this is a pretty you know clear cut scheme. I think it's pretty cookie cutter in terms of what they want. I'm just not sure that JOK would be maximized to his full stability in a cover three scheme like this. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the, the problem is that if I felt like he was a little bit more instinctual as a linebacker, I think he could be a Dion Jones type, you know, if, if you squint, right? Like, I, <laughs> but,
1: but even I, Jones was like 10 pounds heavier, yeah. even, actually more than 10 pounds yeah. heavier coming out of school.
0: Well, you know, listen— it, it, he, jock uh, fights above his, his playing weight you know i mean he's sure, a tough guy sure. he doesn't and he clearly can mix it up with big guys doesn't have an issue with that so much um but you're right i think i, I think it, that's the issue i have is that you know much like micah parsons it's like you know this is a guy that's also being considered in the top of the first uh the top of the first half of the, of the first mm-hmm. round and, and and uh i i think that you look at where you were going to play him in dallas and i don't know that that you're going to get bang for your buck on the return of your investment uh by sticking this guy at will linebacker and and, and having him play uh you know a, a position that doesn't really utilize what he does best and that's i agree you know kind of being a, a an overhang defender frankly and, and 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 you know being the uh uh, a guy that that can be a, a, a guy who can bl- blow up screens. He can make play p- plays all across the field. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, I think I don't know if you watch. I mean, I went back and watched the Alabama game. What? Yeah, was I think it was Alabama the? the yeah, simple, it was the, the playoff game. game. And, yep. and he didn't make a single play in that game.
1: No, and, and I mean he didn't beat a block all game long. He didn't. And that's need to. what he, concerned he didn't
0: me. Need to. They basically and, and because here's the thing: half the time that he they didn't block him at all, and they basically just ran RPOs off of him. So if my yeah. I guess, the, my point is, is that he's he's a guy that at that position you can neutralize him very easily, and it's not because he's not is not a good player or anything; it's because. His skill set puts him in a, in a spot that is easily manipulatable. So I guess what I'm getting at is I like Jack a lot. I, I think he could be a really great so do uh, I. versatile yep. defender in, in some defense. But I think for the Cowboys, if they try to ham fist him into this you know strong safety on early downs and then will linebacker to try to cobble together the best of his, of his abilities, I, I think you're just going to end up missing and he'll end up being a great player for – Whatever team he signs a second contract with.
1: The the name that keeps coming back to me is Dion Buchanan, who the Cardinals drafted. I believe it was in the uh, first round. Yeah, he was a first round pick. Where you know somebody who was really a safety in college, and they tried to play at linebacker in the NFL, and he it worked for a while, but it, eventually his body kind of broke down. And I'm not necessarily worried about the injuries for JOK. It's just I. He just hasn't beat a block, Landon. I I don't know if I can find a single time he beat a block one-on-one.
0: Well, I mean, again, like, I don't think that they ever... There's a reason that they were tasking him with specific assignments on almost every play yes because yeah. because they knew that if they did that they would be getting the most out of him whether it's you know i mean i think you know, there was obviously simple things that they were doing but they weren't doing you know uh they weren't putting him in a, in a spot where his assignment was uh you know reading a bunch of keys and then and then flowing to the football right they were having him be a a uh a, 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 you know an overhang defender. They were making them force the issues with quarterbacks, making him react to screens and then sending him as a blitzer uh, and and a guy that's covering backs out of the backfield. That's what he basically was doing. And and I think all those things are great if you have assignments for this guy uh, down in, down out. But if you're just playing base defense and asking him to be an an instinctual linebacker, I, I just don't think it's what he's best at doing.
1: Yeah. So we think it's too rich for the Cowboys at 10, but where would you start feeling comfortable taking him like, Late teens, early twenties in that range
0: for the Cowboys specifically. Yeah, yeah. If they have traded back into yeah, like the like the late like the teens, and you know, I'd take a chance there. I mean, he's just sure. He really is an incredible playmaker. It's just, it's a special athlete. Yeah. Yep. If I'm drafting a guy in the top. 15 at linebacker he has got to be like come in as one of the best linebackers in football immediately yeah and cannot i cannot have a major weakness yeah and i think that that's the issue with with jock is that i need to kind of fit, fit him into my defense properly to get it to work work well whereas if i'm a a, a team that's more uh you know get week by week game plan scheming i draft this kid up and, and i and i'd form my defense around him
1: true just wanted to take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives. And best of all, They taste fantastic. I literally eat one every single day. Uh, My favorite right now is coconut brownie, but the toffee almond, pretty close. So uh, make sure you guys are checking that out. They're also releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies, and cream, which I just tried and absolutely loved, and apple almond crisp. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your first box at BiltBar.com.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: All right, Landon, the last linebacker we're going to talk about is, I I saved the best for last. And that is Zayden Collins from Tulsa. Maybe, maybe my favorite player, at least my favorite defender in this class. Wow. Uh, wow. Six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds, was named an All American this year. I uh, had a walk off game ending interception uh, that he returned for a touchdown. Made just a bunch of plays all over the field. Can you tell that I like him? I'm really trying to build you, you, him up here. You, 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 uh, you really are. <laughs> what did you think of Xavier Collins when you put him on the
0: tape? He's terrible. <laughs> uh, play a <laughs> football. i don't know if he's ever played football before uh, uh man. <laughs> he's huge he's, he's first huge. of all he's enormous he's 6'4 260 is what i saw him listed as and i totally believe it uh these other guys are you know Micah parsons looks like an nfl linebacker no doubt Jok looks like an NFL so- strong safety. This guy looks like an NFL defensive end. Yeah, he does uh, like a, fu- a full-sized one, not 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 one of the uh, undersized guys. Uh, he has the body to truly mix it up uh, inside. He engages and leverages versus interior offensive linemen regularly. He has a strong core, much like Micah Parson, to kind of maintain contact balance, uh, even on blocks to his side. I love the way he mixes it up with offensive linemen. A lot Mm -hmm. of old school to his game. It's fun to watch. Can really uh, run for a big guy can open it up and get outside he's not as fluid in pursuit as a lot of these undersized linebackers but uh, he's like 60 you know, that, pounds heavier yeah because he's 60 pounds heavier right <laughs> uh, but has the power to take angles that some of the other guys don't right he doesn't have mm-hmm. to run around uh light contact on his on his pursuit trail because he can just run through it um uh, he's uh, dangerous as a blitzer interior exterior or as a pass rusher he's powerful enough to disengage with uh uh, offensive lineman and then close on the target uh i only saw him in spot drop uh, coverage at, at very little man coverage so that yeah was I, I didn't see I... him
1: i didn't say i hardly saw him in man coverage at all but to his credit he is really good when dropping in his own coverage yeah. he just has such oh. a good feel for it
0: Well, I was just gonna say, like his his read and reacts are are incredible, Uh, and he does, and that's whether it's seeing screens and pulling the trigger, uh, whether it's yeah, like click and closing and and drop and drop zones. Uh, I think that that's he's obviously very impressive. That you mentioned the walk off uh, interception, he clearly has very good hand eye coordination, not just you know just catching the football, but just in the way that he uses his hands in general, Uh, even when engaging with offensive linemen, uh, he has very good placement. Uh, and so that's I, that. Obviously, shows a lot of good hand-eye coordination. How is his high, his eye di- discipline as a pure off, off ball linebacker? Um, he he. I I think that there is some concern there that that um, he can get lo- he can get lost a little bit at times. Sure. I, mean, I think every we're seeing it with everybody at the linebacker level. I mean, just with so many different uh, kind of run schemes in college football now. Um, he could run to the outside, but sometimes he gets he arrives out of control uh Mm -hmm. he needs to bring himself to balance a little bit better to to kind of make the tackle uh but i i mean again i see why you like this guy i i I put him belichickian defender smart tough versatile bit of does a bit of everything uh best position fit is probably mike or sam in my opinion where he can come down and rush the passer or be used in all-around a defense where does he win uh versatile athlete versatile athleticism in supersized body is what i put uh and unanswered questions. You know where does he fit in Dallas's situation, with with their need of yeah. speed injection into the position, he seems a lot more of a lot of the same of what they've got. You know, and mm-hmm. I think he's a better version maybe, or at least I have hopes that he could be a better version than those guy, than the guys we have, uh, or at least maybe closer to what Leighton Vanderesh was his rookie year. Sure. But sure. but the problem still comes up. You have two guys that are the big linebacker types that you know you've already struggled to figure out who plays mike and who plays will what is adding another one of these guys to the mix gonna do to help that solution
1: i'm glad that you used a belichick type of linebacker because that's exactly who he reminds me of or excuse me it reminds me of uh dante hightower coming out of alabama Right? The 6'4, 265 pound guy that can come downhill. Uh, it's a fantastic blitzer, but also really fluid in, in zone coverage. That's what he reminds me of. And that's, listen, I don't compare people to Dante Hightower very often because that's kind of a rare linebacker who's been really yeah. good in the NFL, but that's really his best comp for me. Uh, I, I think he nailed the player, though. It, it, he's, he's so athletic for a guy his size. And then the length. Like, there's so yeah. many times where. It's like, okay, he, he's moving, but then the last yard he's able to make it up with because he has such you know big wingspans and long arms, and uh, he's just able to make all these insane tackles. But where does he fit on the Cowboys' defense? Again, that is my biggest concern. Probably middle linebacker. If you draft this guy, again, probably in a trade back, you still need a weak side linebacker that can you know run to the football and play in man coverage. Uh, so unfortunately, despite drafting him... I don't know if he really solves anything. So as much as I like Xavier Collins, probably not the best fit in Dallas. However, we've heard whispers that the Cowboys are really interested in, in him uh, and that they, they really like him. So in a potential trade back, that would make sense if they're looking to find somebody to replace Leighton Van Esch, who maybe isn't in their long term plans. I could see that Lane it, it it wouldn't be my favorite pick because I think there's going to be other guys out there that maybe are have better roles and can contribute right away but I could see that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean obviously what happened is that they were watching Reggie Robinson tape and uh, they their eyes <laughs> Wouldn't surprise to warm me. Them.
1: Honestly, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that happened. Not me neither. Yeah, so I just he's a really fun player. Uh, again, not sure that he's the best fit for the Cowboys. So before we head out, let's yeah. rank these three linebackers. Oh, as this God. is going to be this is going to be really fun for the Cowboys. Let's let's do it like that
0: for the in the context of the Cowboys. Okay, in the
1: context for the Cowboys, how do you rank these three linebackers?
0: Oh God! <laughs> this is so I'll, 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 I'll let I'll let you think. You go, I'll, I'll do you mine. Go, you go first, please. Yeah. There's a
1: gap. I think there's uh, none of these guys are perfect scheme fits for the Cowboys, unfortunately. However, I think JOK would probably be my number one. Let's call him a weak side linebacker, and we'll see if that works.
0: Okay.
1: Collins would be my second. Parsons mm, would be my third.
0: Wow! Wow. Uh. Yeah, I. uh i kind of think i have to agree uh you know i my issue with parsons is that i really really needed to see more um mm. i think that parsons uh could potentially be the best of these three
1: he's got the highest ceiling of these three without a doubt. um
0: i don't know if he's gonna get there that's that's my concern and 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 because i didn't get to see any more of, on how he's developed I don't really have any better information to to kind of make an informed opinion along those lines. I feel pretty good that no matter what happens with Jeremiah Awuso Kormo that even if he gets put out of position a little bit, he'll end up uh, on his feet and he'll make plays. Yeah, yep. And I think that David Collins even with uh, uh you know, I, I have no doubts that David Collins will come in and be a, a good football player and play the position well. My concerns with David Collins is more about what the Cowboys have on their roster. It's the fit. Yep. So, Yeah, I absolutely have no qualms if they take him. I have qualms about what they're going to do with the other two linebackers, but I got no issues if they take David Collins.
1: I do feel like Parsons is still, of the three, probably the most likely to be selected by the Cowboys because he's got what they're looking for with the height, weight, speed. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me at all. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.